Hello, everybody. Happy Hump Day. It's Dave Neal here, and this is Bachelor Rush Hour. Let's get into it. We have a lot of side stories to get to today. We've got a bachelor story, Love is Blind. We've got Selling Sunset, Jeff Bezos, NFL, and Al Pacino. That's right. We're all over the place. All your entertainment news in one spot on this May 31st, 2023. Let's dive right in. Yeah, we're getting stinky. We got some funky music happening right there. All right, so what should we start with? How about this? We'll start with a Love is Blind clip. Uh, it's a story we've been following for a long time here. We have the uh, the relationship that once was with Nick Thompson and Danielle uh, Rule. Uh, they've finally come back together, at least to talk about their relationship. As we know, they've been part of this uh, uh, sort of uh, new foundation that has been created to help reality TV stars uh, cope with the uh, uh, the uh, getting objectified on TV and, and dealing with the public uh, scrutiny and all of the mental health issues that come with being on TV and dealing with the aftermath of that, finding therapy for them and whatnot. So here they are discussing the moment where they came together and realized they were fighting the same fight, even though they had broken up since their time on the show. For him in a long time. And it was like so weird. I was like, I can't believe that it's like literally the same night that I just started crying about this stuff. And the same day that I was upset yeah. and crying about it as well. So and- what they're talking about is that she was in a Business Insider article talking about how the producers pretty much manipulated her and told her she'd be safe from all the issues. And then when she saw how she was edited on the show, they took her panic attack she was having and turned it into something that it wasn't. They manipulated her storyline. And she's finally speaking out. And, so and it's, you know, it's so weird. But then, you know, I had one too many maybe drinks that Friday night. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to say what I've been wanting to say, but it's easier after a couple drinks. <laughs> yeah. The next day was the first day we actually had like a, like, I think it was like a legit conversation um, in a very, very long time. And then yeah. I went over there drunk. Whoa. So she goes over to his house drunk, which again, this isn't the point of their podcast, but I'm listening going, oh, imagine breaking up with your partner and then you have this nice, long, drunken phone call that turns into an in-person conversation. I mean, look, it's like, come on, we've already uh, we've already done the deed. Why, you might as well relive some memories, right, folks? And now they don't admit to that here, at least as far as I know. But it was really good that they're they're pretty much airing on their own time their post-relationship uh, um, sort of journey that they've been on. And, you know, so many of us, we go, we break up with someone and we just move on. And I guess the question we have here is, uh, do we all, because we're not in the public light, have that retrospection and that look at how we were part of a problem and how uh, our partner was part of a problem and what we can do to be better versions of ourselves and all these things. Now, when you're on reality TV, you got to deal with the scales being weighed against you because there's an edited version of you and what audiences think of you. They get brutal comments. But in the end, you know, they have to live their life now and being as authentic as possible may involve them sharing their story with others. We'll have more content coming from that podcast. It's called Eyes Wide Open with Nick Thompson as we kind of check it out. Uh, but in other news, 
Al Pacino has a girlfriend who's eight months pregnant. Now, why is this a big story? Well, because he's 83 and she is not. She's 29 years young. So that's a pretty large age gap. What is that, 50 plus years? I don't know. I always say when it, when the age gap is over 45 years, maybe it's too much. I'm not here to judge anyone. They are adults. But um, he's, uh, you know, Robert De Niro made news recently for uh, getting uh pregnant there. But, you know, I, we, I always operated with the idea that sperm doesn't age, you know, but but it turns out that it does. And I don't have all the data here, but, you know, obviously the quality of sperm decreases the older you get. But I have to say, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, their combined ages is something like 160 years old. So uh, I don't know if their sperm are, uh, you know, have uh, have those walker walkers, you know, or, you know, whatever. They're, they're, they've made it to the finish line in one way or another. Uh, but uh, the 29-year-old here, her name's Noor Alfala. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. She's been with uh, Al Pacino since April of 2022. So since she was 28 years young and since he was 82 or whatever he is now. Either way, uh, she has been linked to several other notable people. She had previous relationships with a much younger Mick Jagger, actually, is Mick Jagger even younger? Let's go this Mick Jagger age. He might be a little bit young. Oh yeah, he's seventy nine. So, she, so she went from a young seventy nine year old to a you know more mature eighty three year old. You know how it is when you're dating those seventy nine year olds. They're so young. These seventy nine year old rock stars. You just want you know a nice eighty three year old mature movie star. Pacino would be a hundred and one, God willing, when the child turns eighteen. Al Pacino beats seventy nine year old Robert De Niro, who had just had a baby with Tiffany Chen. But again, I don't think Tiffany Chen is as young as either. Age shouldn't matter in a relationship as long as they're all about love. Uh, but uh, I guess it's it's fair to wonder when you look at this relationship, what the hell is going on? And in our other story here for Selling Sunset, Chriselle says fans are going too far. Stop threatening Nicole. Uh, of course, this is in response to the on-camera feud that uh, Chriselle, Chriselle, Rochelle, what's her name? Chriselle. <laughs> had with Nicole, who's a new cast member, but Nicole came in hot and um, was starting a lot of fights with Chriselle because, you know, Chriselle's the top dog. And as we talk about with reality TV, the only way you get a storyline is through debauchery in most cases. I'm not saying that's a good thing, but it's a sure bet that that's what gets you airtime. And Nicole certainly got airtime, you know, but then again, Chriselle accused Nicole of being on drugs at, you know, and then Nicole, and again, I'm not really spoiling any major stories storylines it was just like a petty one so nicole reaches out to her lawyer and does a you know a drug test and it's like oh my god she's they're threatening lawsuits on each other it's like isn't this show supposed to be about real estate tmz caught up with chrishell as as happens in most cases uh, chrishell's pr people call tmz and say hey i'm gonna be leaving spin class looking pretty cute if you want to talk and then this is what happens have a listen Michelle, you look great. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Have you reached out to Nicole directly about the death threats? No, that was a big deal. Have you oh. maybe reached out to her directly? I, I said something online. Of course. I mean, we yeah. saw the notes of fans about stopping the death threats. I mean, yeah. why was that so important to, like, you know, for the fans to know Ooh. that? 
Look at this. I know. You're kind of stuck. Oh, my God. Hold on. <laughs> so if you're watching this on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Dave Neal, Chris Shell is uh, parked next to another car. Every parking spot in Los Angeles is a compact parking spot. Every car is an SUV, so you can see its destruction. So if you, she, she's trying to get in. She's trying to avoid the paparazzi while also trying to get into her car. Funny moment. I have to get in another way. <laughs> what did you ask me? Okay, so we saw the note to fans about stopping the death threats. I mean, why was it important to let fans know that? Well, people just take everything too far. I love that people love the show, but you gotta, you know, it, it's not that serious. Of course. Last question. I mean, are you guys on good terms? I mean, can you guys repair anything? Oh, I mean, that's up to her. I think, you know, I, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Have a good day. Thank you so much. All right. So this actually looks like one of those scenarios where Chriselle wasn't prepared for this paparazzi moment because she does look perturbed, to say the least. Uh, But we've got some other stories here. Jeff Bezos is a renter, and which NFL star is out hunting bears? That's not some sort of uh, grinder metaphor. No, he's actually hunting bears. We're going to get into that right after a quick break, a word from our sponsors. And we're back. And today's featured clip that I'm going to be sharing with you all is Caitlin Bristow having grocery store Joe uh, on her podcast discussing honeymoons and also discussing um, why she became the lead, even though the show producers didn't want it to be her. Uh, and if you want some more content after you listen to the podcast here, I've also got several videos on the YouTube that are not being shared here. One being a conversation we started yesterday, which was Andy Cohen described the reasons why he's defending Tom Sandoval against some of the crazier fans, as we saw with Chriselle and Selling Sunset and Vanderpump and Bachelor Nation. Just, there's just a percentage. It's probably less than 1%. I bet you 1% of people who watch shows comment online and maybe 1% of that comment toxicity. So it's probably 0.01%. But either way, they exist. They're annoying the hell out of people. They're canceling people. They're getting, you know, they're, I mean, I, I sound like a woke mind virus. But the truth is, listen, trust me, if you, uh, it's almost like everyone who has done any gig that involves public persona understands the DMs are just out of control. And then people that haven't done it go, what's the big deal? You're profiting off all. And it's like, look, mental health doesn't know a thing or two about profiting off of, you know, uh, going on a show. We're still humans with a heartbeat trying our best. Okay. So speaking of humans with a heartbeat, Jeff Bezos, although some might call him a cyborg and Lauren Sanchez, uh, he said, yeah, we're renters. So you think it's hard for you to buy a home. Jeff Bezos is renting, but of course he's renting a property at $600,000 a month. We're going to look into this. Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez's Malibu rental home comes at a price that is eye popping for even their fabulous wealthy neighbors. We're talking 600,000 a month. So if if you're listening to this today on hump day, it's it's May 31st. Does that mean on May 31st you go, oh, tomorrow I got to cut a check for over half a million dollars to my landlord? As we reported, Sanchezos, I guess that's where they're calling uh, Bezos and Sanchez. Sanchezos signed a lease for Kenny G's spectacular Malibu compound. For $600,000, you'd think Kenny G plays saxophone while you, you know, take a shower every morning. A place they've called their temporary home since March. It's a place they'll call home while they await completion of their massive Beverly Hills compound. Yeah, you know you live in a big home when it's called a compound. Multiple sources with direct knowledge tell TMZ the $600,000 price tag does not include furniture. All of Kenny G's stuff is in storage, replaced by Lauren and Jeff's own furnishings. So a $600,000 unfurnished place right on the cliffs there in 
in Malibu. Yeah, I mean, they're one landslide away from losing their pool. Uh, it's 5,500 square foot house on two and a half acres with an enormous backyard. The obligatory pool, screening room, recording studio, a 30. Uh, what does he need a recording studio for? The dude sells cheap stuff on Amazon. Uh, either way, um, look, I-, I say this, guys. You know me. I just think billionaires shouldn't exist. I think it's too much. You know, I always say this. Dolly Parton could have been a billionaire. She's worth hundreds of millions of dollars, but she's given so much money away to charity. I just think it's like, look, we, we, we basically have a bunch of broke people in the middle class, and most of the middle class is broke. You know, most of the country can't afford more than a $400 emergency payment for something, which is a freaking tragedy. And then we've got people thinking we can all become millionaires, which is fine. That's the American dream. We can all make it. But we don't realize how big billion is. So uh, yeah, am I saying there should be 100% tax on people that make more than 999 million? Maybe, maybe, maybe there should be a way that, or at least you're heavily taxed, whatever. Uh, You know, do I sound like a socialist when I say that? Look, I don't know if we need 15 homes that are this big and this, you know, do, do we need to rent out Kenny G's home? Uh, I know I know this is a Bachelor-themed podcast here, but have we gone too far? And of course, what does it take to become the billionaire? It'd be one thing if all of his employees were happy, but we know that they're, you know, b- barely scraping by due to automization of jobs and things like that. Okie dokie, you heard my rant for the day. Jay Cutler, uh, forget playing for the Bears. He hunts them now, and it's a photo of him, sadly, after shooting and killing a bear. Jay Cutler has gone from playing for the Bears to slaying them. Ex-Chicago quarterback revealed he shot and killed a wild one while out on a hunt in Montana. Okay, first of all, I don't know the rules, the local rules of Montana. There are scenarios where it is good for population control to, you know, have tags and permits to kill. Okay, absolutely. I don't know if this is the case. The 40-year-old has been in big sky country for the last few days enjoying the state's spring bear hunt, and on Tuesday morning, he came away with a big trophy. According to Outsider, Jay Cutler shot a cinnamon black bear with a scoped bolt action rifle, and it wasn't hard to see the former NFL star was thrilled with his catch. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying it's not, you know, some sort of skill or sport to hunt. I just, you know, it is it I, I ask more questions was it ethical uh is the bear meat being used in in a way you know because it, it would be hypocritical to be against bear hunting and then you know go to go get a big mac you know what i mean we, we are not close to the food we eat boy this is becoming a political one we're gonna get a one-star review from someone who's a bear hunter billionaire <laughs> that's out there you know some 83 year old billionaire who's trying to bang a 29 year old uh, i'm looking at you al pagino um cutler also had a memorable moment on the hunt over the weekend he found a huge elk rack and skull that was nearly as big as him okay so uh he's becoming the outdoorsman in his retirement i don't know again i don't know how i feel about it i don't know enough about the culture of hunting bears and uh are you eating the meat and all that jazz uh if it's being used ethically ethically i think there are bigger fish to fry uh, to use a food pun but who knows who knows what's going on over there um you tell me leave a comment let me know what you think and in other news we're going to get to our main story of the day as always we love a convo with caitlin bristow here's what she has to say about uh, her journey as bachelorette and discussing uh, the differences between being engaged versus being married as grocery store joe tells her not much changes so is married life different from engaged life no same thing same thing Agreed. Yeah, nothing's different N- not even i mean come on, i mean I- like if you if you break up it's gonna be different <laughs> <laughs> like that. A little more legal fees. <laughs> yeah, like it, that's definitely different. But, that's a good point. Um, besides that, like, no, nothing's different. 
All right, we know what's coming up. All right, up. so that's the quick answer. Nothing is different, and I agree. Other than what you wear the wedding ring now, uh, maybe maybe if you maybe if you get engaged early on. I mean, he got engaged early on, but they probably lived together. In today's world, most people. I'm not judging. I'm not judging how you do this, but most people will live together before getting married. I think it's a good idea. You find out your partner's crazy. I mean, maybe you don't fight at all, and then you live together, and you only have one sink to share, and you get the you know the toothpaste on the side of the thing. You're you know there's uh, whatever spray on the mirror you know what i mean uh live together first okay um spaghetti sauce i do (gasps) sundays with joe i was Um, telling her it's the best i've ever had it's great i have a question for you ask me um where do you want to have your honeymoon maldives and italy Mm. so both yeah i want to go to maldives (laughs) and do like the chill over the water bungalow yeah, want the honey and then the moon. <laughs> so Tasha and I, my wife, are uh, we already did our honeymoon in Bali, but we also booked Maldives uh, because we wanted to do it. And because you have to book it so far in advance, it's actually turning into our one-year anniversary trip, and we'll be doing that in a couple months. But yeah, Maldives is so beautiful. It's just so far away, just like Bali, so far away. I want like the... It's a long flight, but I want the over-the-water bungalow with the slide coming out of my... <laughs> room into the water and then i want to go to italy okay what about you uh so i booked a flight to rome mm-hmm. have you been yeah booked okay. a flight to rome and a hotel in bali so oh um any anyone that wants to help us figure that out hey uh, any <laughs> you know what you should do Priceline. have you okay. booked bali yet no we're gonna we're just gonna do Italy. The, but oh, what okay. i did was i booked a bunch of shit and then i was like where do we but- Bali has so many beautiful villas that are like very affordable. So I have an issue with Bali. What? It's far. Like it's, it's like a, oh, it's really literally far. like two days of travel. Yeah, it's it, twenty-two hours. And no, then, it's it is like thirty-five. It is so depends far. Where you're yeah. going from? That's actually true. Okay. Yeah, it's about twenty-two hours of travel. Uh, but it's a lot, and you know, it's a long way to go. And most of the cost of traveling across the world are the flights, and then the hotels can be more affordable and things like that. So if you have the wherewithal, I say you got to at least travel for a few weeks. Fine. And then it's like you go all the way out there, and and what I'm worried about, and I'm going to sound ignorant, but what I'm worried about is going out to Bali and then being like, well, like I could have probably did this in Mexico. So he says I could probably do this in Mexico. I'll tell you this, Joe. Mexico is beautiful. We we sleep on Mexico because for a lot of people, it's close and easy to get to. But Mexico is so beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful places in the world. If you're talking about the Yucatan Peninsula, I mean, there's a million. I mean, Mexico City is beautiful. The Oaxaca. Am I pronouncing that right? Um, uh, I, uh, Puerto Escondido, if you want to be on the West Coast. Uh, Loretta, beautiful places in Mexico. Bali's just different. <laughs> you're not wrong because I've know? been. Yeah. So on Crystal season of The Bachelor... When it was the final three, we got to go to Bali. And I was there for eight days. There's something a little more special about it. Yeah, this is where you got dumped, isn't it? Of course, but like, (laughs) I'm worried. So, like, Serena has like an extremely severe tree nut allergy. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, we can't, like, and we'll still, like, go and, like, go out and, like, travel. But, like, if we end up spending most of our time at the resort, that's what I'm worried about. Like, I don't right, want yeah. that to be okay. like, that's thing. very fair. That is a long, I was saying that earlier. I remember I was like, I was stuck on a 22 hour flight with a producer. Yeah. Yeah. It was to Bali. You know what? Hmm. Let me think about this for you. Okay. But you're going to go to Italy. 
we're going to Italy. All right, Italy. And again, maybe you can get some travel advice from Victoria and Greg there. I know they're big Italy fans. Uh, everyone goes to Italy. Italy's, I mean, look, Italy's fine. There's no knock on Italy. I just think, you know, there's uh, Italy's, uh, I, I put it this way. I don't, I feel like Europe's not going to change as much as like some of these other places you can travel that are kind of getting not globalized, but you know, there's, you know, there's a lot of places that are losing their culture and it's like, get there before, you know, uh, other Americans and Western cultures ruin it. All right, back to the Caitlin Bristow podcast off the vine after a quick break for a word from our sponsors. I don't know how long ago. And he was like, I'm working on this new show and I want you to be a part of it. And I was like, no. Okay, hold on. Let's go back. So this is when Caitlin spoke with her former producer about the new show that Grocery Store Joe is on, Goats. But um, so Elon called me, I don't know how long ago, and he was like, I'm working on this new show and I want you to be a part of it. And I was like, no. <laughs> I w- Well, I didn't say no. I said, tell me more. And he goes, I can't. And I was like, then absolutely not. And then he said, because him and I got along really well on Bachelor and we just like were the weirdest people together. And I feel like he's the reason I actually became the Bachelorette because all the higher ups didn't want me to be, but Alon like fought for me to be. All right, so there it is, folks. Caitlin Bristow says Alon was the reason she, and of course he was one of the producers that was credited for the glory days of The Bachelor. He has since left, I believe, was the producer for F Boy Island, could be wrong, and now has this new reality show. We will be covering it in one aspect or another because Tasha and Grocery Store Joe are both on it. And he's like, come on, Caitlin, can you imagine like making TV together again? And I was like, no, because you are an evil genius and I've worked way too hard to build a brand for me to go on a show of the greatest reality stars of all time and you make me possibly look stupid. What if they asked me like a business question and I was like, what's a margin? Like, what if I just didn't, what if I look stupid? So you're going on. <laughs> but by the way, she's got a great point. I mean, she's built this brand. Reality TV, you don't have control over. When she's talked with Jason Tartik on his podcast, Training Secrets, she mentioned that the only way she would do reality is if she had some sort of producer or executive control. Yeah, and I totally understand. It's one thing to not want to look stupid because of your own ego. It's another when it's business. And it's like, yeah, imagine if she says something that makes her look dumb and then some investor who was going to distribute her wine company across the globe is like now she's kind of a ditz or something and so because obviously caitlin can play into the humor and other aspects that make a show good but then she's got to put on her ceo hat here <laughs> this is literally um, what i'm doing next so week is Tasha. you and Tasha are going yeah. on yeah i think that's like i guess that fair is fair like so he called me he's like hey uh i'm doing a new show just wanting you know just putting some feelers out there yeah if you're interested um it's going to be a comedy reality show um would you would you be interested i was like yeah and that was like the extent i do think it's gonna be great that was the extent of the the conversation because and then you know i i had to think about it for like you know probably like five to seven minutes and i was like do i want (laughs) a solid time business days i was like seven business days minutes do i want to go back on reality tv and um i really like alan and i really like bill and i was like I think it'll just be fun. Yeah. Oh, um, Bill's doing it too. Yeah. So, so there is no greater success story in reality TV than Grocery Store Joe. I'm sorry. He got, vo- you guys remember, he didn't make it past night one. I'm not knocking him for this. He was so attractive 
and and charming in 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 the most subtle way. Just like a normal Midwestern guy, he that people were like, how did they not choose him? And he kind of went viral and then went on Bachelor in Paradise, and the rest is history. So real, I mean, he's he is the greatest success story ever from a night one failure. Really, I was like, if this if this ends up working out for me, and and they want me, like, yeah, I'll do it. Is it an elimination or do you even know much about this? I know you can't say Can much. Can you compare it to another reality show? Yeah. Um, so I don't watch reality competition shows okay. besides The Bachelor. Right. Um, but from your knowledge, what can you compare But from my knowledge, uh, it is, I don't, I have no idea. That's not the answer we want, Joe. Okay, because, because <laughs> I, can t- I can tell you. It, Awful answer. I reject terrible. it. Terrible. Like, here, no, like I was, I was, I was there. Yeah. Like. It it was it it's. We know you were there. Thank I you for this. that <laughs> clickbait title. Yes. I was there. I was present. I, for I was it. there. Did I people get eliminated? While it was happening, I I remember thinking to myself, and, and I'm not a liar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Depends. I, I yeah. remember thinking like, this is gonna be this is gonna be great. Really? Like, this is going to be great. All right, there it is. So grocery store Joe uh, 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 pumping up the stock value of his new show, The Goats. All right, that does it for us today, and that wraps up our May 2023. I want to thank you guys personally, uh, listeners of the Bachelor Rush Hour podcast, for making our May month the most profitable so far. Three months ago, we signed with a new agency that's been working with sponsorship deals. And I have to tell you, because and only because of your loyal listenership, are we able to monetize this show and make it a more important part of our daily content stream. You know, I started the show in the fall. It was, you know, I'll make a buck here, a buck there. It was kind of just like an experiment. And I have to tell you, you guys have delivered on the idea that people are listening to these podcasts. I appreciate all of your input, uh, sharing the show on your Facebook, on your Instagram. Instagram stories. Uh, please keep doing that if you don't mind. Take a screen grab of what you're listening to or take a photo of your dashboard if you're listening in the car. Tag me at dneals on Instagram and share away with all of your friends. As we keep improving this, we'll have more Driving with Dave episodes. I've actually got a good one for you. A, lo- a listen to your heart contestant from The Bachelor. Remember that show? May be joining me for the next uh, Driving with Dave or other celebrity interviews as they come. If there's anyone you want on Driving with Dave, don't forget you can just tag me in an Instagram. Go on their Instagram page and say, hey, I want you to be on Driving with Dave and tag me. And then if they respond, we'll get the conversation started. And if they don't, well, then they're not cool. Right, folks? All right. Well, we'll see you in June. That's been it for me. I've been Dave Neal. This was Bachelor Rush Hour. Bachelor Rush Hour.